0: Welcome to the audio podcast of Believer's House. We are a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church in the city of Halifax, Nova Scotia, called to lead people to Jesus, make them more like Him, and see them lead others to Him. We hope this message you are about to listen to inspires you to become more like Jesus in your thoughts, words, and actions. Holy name, and we declare that there is no God like you. Thank you, Yahweh. Thank you, Yahweh. Can you lift up your right hand up onto heaven and just worship the giver of life this morning? You are Yahweh. You are. You are Thank you. Thank you for Believer's House. Thank you for your precious son and your precious daughter, Sheon and Doka Salami. Thank you for the call with which you've called them into ministry. Thank you for every soul who calls this place a home. Thank you even for friends and loved ones. Thank you for members far and near. Thank you for the city of Halifax. Thank you for the province of Nova Scotia. Thank you for the nation of Canada. Our hearts are full of gratitude. We will not despise the days of little beginnings. We thank you for 2 years of your faithfulness, 2 years of your love, 2 years of our power, 2 years of your steadfastness. If not anything, your son and your daughter, they are still rooted in you. Their faith has not been snatched away, despite all the trials and all the times. When you call someone to plant in a new ministry, a new denomination or church for you, you know fully well that it comes with challenges. And so we want to extol your holy name this morning for the strength, the grace, and the fortitude you've given to them to being able to be at this. We are not unmindful of all that you're doing in this house. Thank you for that incredible testimony. We worship and adore you. And we want to thank you in advance, Yahweh, for the great and mighty things that are set to come because we've entered that season of new levels. We've entered new season. Things are no longer the same again. We give you praise. Can you just lift up your hands up unto heaven? I just want you to give God praise this morning. Give him praise for the years to come. Pastor Shaman, Pastor Dorcas, do that well. Open the eyes of your understanding this moment through the eyes of the Spirit. Envision the space full. Envision the blacks and white follow worshiping with you. Envision God speaking to you, ministering through you unto others. Envision what you want to see. Give God praise in advance for them. For the beautiful years that lie ahead, give God praise for the transformation of souls, for the countless salvation of souls. Give God praise for diverse healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. This morning, Lord, we lift up our crown of gratitude unto you. We will not wait uh, until we see the blind see before we give you thanks. uh. We will not wait uh, until we have no empty chairs again before we give you thanks. uh. Lord, we give you thanks. We will not wait until we'll have what class gospel music before we give you thanks. We will not wait until we have more than enough finances in our bank account. As a ministry, before we give you thanks, we will not wait until the houses have been dedicated week in, week out, before we give you thanks. We will not wait till you provide us a facility of ours before we give you thanks, Lord. We will not wait till the barren become... Mothers of nations, before we give you thanks, we will not wait till depressions begin to fly out under the sound of the voices of your son and your daughter before we give you thanks for the incredible things that lay ahead. I join my faith with this morning. We lift up a banner of gratitude unto you. We say, Thank you, Yahweh. Oh, Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus because you are the God who built your church and the gates of Hades will not be able to prevail against it. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We, worship you. we can tell that of a truth the Lord is here and that I so know as well. We can tell that of a truth you are here and that I so know as well. We give you praise. We give you praise. We worship you. You know, it's easier. Take, for example, this second anniversary, we're having 300, 400, 500, 1,000, you know, parishioners. By this second anniversary, we are in our own facility. We have retinue and litany of, you know, certain voices, you know, singers musicians, instrumentalist drummers. It will be easier to give God thanks. But the test of faith is in days like this. And you know why I'm glad in my spirit that you're all under the sound of my voice. You are here at this period, at this season to witness this. Because now this is the least this ministry is ever going to be. And you can then say, when there were two years I was there. We were nothing. That's the testimony of Lofty Heart. We Says both of you. Except your grace and your spirit does not flow and does not carry in. The Lord did it for me. I remember when we were two years old. Reverend Victor, my spiritual father, came to our church. I'm not sure that second year anniversary. I'm not sure we're up to 20 in the sanctuary. But when the Lord is going to visit you, which is doing this season, it will become, you know, it's going, to, it's going to be so sporadic. And like I've been telling the both of you, you have only one responsibility. Check your heart all the time. As long as your heart is in sync with the Father, your heart is panting after him, you're not in this for what to gain, for fame, for money, for whatever. Leave the rest. Then give yourselves to the studying of God's word. Give yourselves to the studying of God's word. And as the Lord empowers you, you begin to dish it out. The people would come. The miracles would happen. Testimonies will abound. Because the path of the just man is like a shining light. It shines brighter and brighter unto the dawning of a new day. Give the Lord praise in this house this morning. <laughs> come on, give him praise like you minute. it. Hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. Can you slam someone at a high five this morning? Say, I celebrate you. Welcome to Believer's House. I celebrate you. Welcome to church. Hallelujah, glory to God. Before this tips my mind, uh, my dear photographer, God bless you, sir. No, I don't have a word for you. The word I have for you is word from knowledge, no word of knowledge. You see, these pictures, this one, uh, you'll change it today. How many of you agree that Pastor Sean looks so so, so, so pang and uh, PD also looks so pang? How many of you agree? I've, I've known your pastor now for pff, maybe over 15 years thereabout. He's always been a very good looking young man, gentleman, perfect gentleman and his wife too. This must be changed today. Except you want me to scrape off that your hair, you know, and slam it here. I'm serious. I'm not joking. Pastor um, okay. K, I'm charging you by the grace of God, our responsibility. Once we are done with the teaching, even if it's just going to be this post, let the both of them just stand behind one another. And make sure it's beautiful, all right? God bless you. Celebrate Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you have been blessed so far this weekend? Would you celebrate Jesus for that? Amen. Brother, did you want to take your seat? Huh? No, don't worry, don't worry. Sit down, sit down. Do you have something you can play for me? Okay, please. Let's see how we can stay up and I'll see how the Lord moves and uh, maybe I'll be able to give one or two persons messages here. Hallelujah, glory to God. I wanna say thank you again to PD and PS, you know, for this opportunity to be here. It's my first time in Halifax, I've never been here, you know, so um, Friday morning was the very first time I landed and set my foot, you know, on this land. And I remember that um, when my plane was about to descend, one thing I kept declaring was, I come in the name of Jesus. I come by the precious blood of the lamb. I come in the name of Jesus. I come by the precious blood of the lamb. So that plane, you know, alighted. And I can tell you, it's been a phenomenal moment. And listen, maybe I've never been able to give your prophecy, give your word of wisdom, knowledge, you know, or ministry to you. The fact that you can hear the sound of my voice, things are changing in your life, all right? If you missed any of the teachings over this weekend, I need you to please go back on YouTube and go watch. And can we celebrate online church also? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want to thank you both. I do not take this lightly. I honor you and I celebrate you, you know, for this opportunity. And I also bring you greetings from the precious people of Lofty High Christian Center, Regina. Hallelujah. Each time I mention them, my faith. I know that many of them will be wondering where Pastor is right now. Hallelujah, glory to God, amen. And my beautiful wife, Adetoro, God bless you. I also want to celebrate, you know, the presbyters, you know, in this house. Those of you lifting up PS and PD's um, hand, you know, um, in ministry, it can be daunting. It can be challenging. You know, I keep saying this. And um, I think the joy, or one of the joys that you both have this weekend is, um, for lack of better word, your privilege or honor to have someone like me. Who's walked your shoes? You get what I'm saying? So we're not, um, I'm not someone like up there to whom you cannot relate. I, I, I can feel the pause, okay? Um, uh, when Lofty High started, just like you started, there was no finances, no support from anyone. There was no, pff, I said it, just myself, my wife, my little children, the two of us at the time. And today, to God's glory, it's been increased to increase. That ministry has never known a better last year. And that is the same grace I brought here, you know, in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So, this morning, I'm going to, I can't leave this place, you know, without some impartations, all right? So, I'm going to teach a little bit. Then, I'll go into impartation. When I'm about 15 minutes gone, please just let me know. Then, I'll go into, you know, impartation of um, graces and uh, spiritual gift but there is something you all need to do you just need to open up your spirit open up your heart make it about the messenger the person who sends the messenger not about the message you get what i'm saying all right all right make it about the one who sent me not me myself all right and see what god does in your life hallelujah glory to god so this morning i want to focus on the theme you know for this um, anniversary Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The second. Amen. Um, In Lofty Heights, we have a culture of always standing, you know, in reverence of the God of the word to read an opening scripture of Sunday services. If we may, can we just please rise up on our feet just as a mark of honor to the God of the word, all right? Let's just rise up on our feet this moment and let's read Matthew chapter number 22. Matthew chapter number 22. And I'm going to read from verse number 34 to 40. As I, actually, let's read like we do read. All right? So I'll take the first verse. You take the second verse. And the last verse will chorus that together. I usually do this and I jokingly say to my people that the opportunity is at least if you know not open your Bible through the week. You have the privilege every Sunday morning. Ah, you know, like that Sunday I read my Bible. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So I'll take the first verse. You we'll take the second verse. We'll go on like that. And the last verse will chorus together. Matthew chapter number 22 verses number 34 to 40. 34 reads, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Next verse, church. one of them mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. with 36 says, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? 37, church. Verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. 39, church. Verse 40, everybody all together, one, two, three, go. On these two commandments, angle the law, and the prophet. Father, thank you for your word is new every morning. Thank you for this past weekend, for this weekend. Thank you for utterance. Thank you for your tangible presence. Thank you for grace, for peace. Thank you for the opportunity to even be gathered in your presence, in peace, to learn at your feet. I pray, Father, that you touch my tongue, make it become like the pen of a ready writer. Let it speak of your truth, your grace, your power, and your glory to everyone under the sound of my voice. And let our lives never be the same again transform us by your power. Infuse into our lives this morning the spirit of love that we may become the second indeed in the name of Jesus. Amen. We give you a praise Yahweh. In Jesus' mighty name we prayer, And of what the church of the Lord says Amen. Come and celebrate Jesus one more time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So, in the scripture that we just read, Matthew chapter number 22, without a doubt, I know that it is not a Bible verse, you know, that is new, you know, to all of us, or to some of us. This is a very, I'm just hearing, no, no sound. Please take it off, take it off. Yeah. I want to ascend, I don't want to descend. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So without a doubt, I know that it's something that we all perhaps you know are accustomed to. And this was Jesus' word again. And just like I thought yesterday, this is not to say that the words of the prophets, the words of the apostles, you know, they carry no weight. But you see, because every word, because Jesus Himself is the word, I have a culture. I hold every content, every letter, every alphabet in God's word. I hold them very highly the words coming specifically from God in the Old Testament or words of Jesus in the New Testament, I lay further emphasis on them. And I do that for a reason. And I believe that the, you know, the writers of the Bible, you know, they also understand this. That's the reason why when you read your regular NKJV version of the Bible, you will see it quoted in red. It's simply because they want it to stand out. They want you to understand it. So, in this case, for example, we saw this story, you know, between the Pharisees, you know, and Jesus. Bible says, one of them, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, the one of them, a lawyer. Now, the emphasis on the profession is further to letting you know that this person is learned and this person knows what he is doing. He says, one of them, a lawyer asked him a question, he says, testing him, meaning that he knew the answer, but he just wanted Jesus to declare. He says, testing him and saying, 36, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Because you see, you cannot teach subject of love, because that's what this second, you know, this, the theme for this second anniversary is about. You cannot fully or, you know, teach anything around love of God without touching on law and without touching on grace. Because the reason why you have love is simply because love came to abolish the law. And the reason why love has come is also because grace has been dispensed unto man through the sacrificial death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So they asked him, they wanted to know, you know, if he was going to obey and follow all the laws. This laws this time around, basically talking about the Ten Commandments given to um, you know, Moses you know, on the mount in Exodus chapter number 20. Right? And Jesus said to him, and I need you to pay attention to this. Now, what Jesus even said, that was not the first time this was quoted. You would also find it in Deuteronomy chapter number 6, verse number 5. Jesus said to him, this is the greatest law. You shall love, not you will love. You shall. Okay, this is my editor again, my publisher. You should know or you would know that there is a difference between the word shall and will. Shall is sacrosanct. It's a command. It's not dependent on any variable. Am I right, sir? You know, so it says, You shall love the Lord your God. Then he began to tell you how to love the Lord your God. He says, number one, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Meaning that the entirety of your being, every fiber in you must be screaming out to love of the Father. It's as simple as that, hallelujah, glory to Jesus. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I'm very certain that they must have been stupefied. Because Jesus himself says that he did not come, you know, to abolish the law. And the reason is simply because the love of the Father, according to Romans number 5 from verse number 1, Bible says, Romans number 5 from verse number 5 actually, it says the love of the Lord has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. All right? So with the law against love, the, the bottom line is that Jesus did not come to abolish the law. But he came to introduce love in the place of law. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Because where there is no law, there is no consciousness of sin. The reason why you know that you're a sinner is because there is a thou shall not. If you do not find, you know, that consciousness, that law written, you know, saying, oh, if you do this, this is going to happen. Take for example. You're driving on the, say, this Amund's Plain Road, for example, and there is no speed limit. You can drive whatever thing you want to drive. You can go 100. You can go through. But you can do whatever thing you want to do, right? But now, we know that there is a law. Okay, that road, for example, if it were Saskatchewan, that should be a 50, 50 kilometers per hour road because it's narrow. It's not so busy. I mean, it's, it's not so wide, right? So, now, you know without a doubt that if you do 90 on that road, you're going to be ticketed how did you know you will be ticketed? Because there is a law that says this is the speed limit. So what love has come to do is to replace the entirety of the law. Listen, I told your pastor when he gave me this theme, he said the second. And I told him, I said, sir, I will not be able to teach about the second if I'm not, not going to be able to teach about the first. If I attempt to do that, I would leave this place unfulfilled. I'll feel as though I gave you half baked bread. And the Lord doesn't want that. And as a matter of fact, the first is even way much more important than the second. Because Jesus said, This is the greatest of all the commandments. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Then he says, The second is like it. Our focus this morning is actually on the second, but you need to understand the first first. Because except you understand how to love the Father and identify yourself in Him, you cannot fulfill the second. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot love someone except you know what love is and who love is and you have love in your heart. Nobody can pour from an empty cup. This cup right here, if there is no liquid in there, if I turn it this way, nothing is going to fall down. So love has come to replace the laws. And how do I mean by this? Listen, this is going to challenge the theology of some of you. How many of you remember the Ten Commandments given by the Lord, you know, to Moses on the mount? On the mount? You remember, right? Thou shalt not kill, um, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Um, what else? Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not call the name of the Lord in vain. Now, now listen to this. This is very poignant to this teaching this morning. Take love against law. If you have love in your heart, would you murder? If you have love in your heart, would you steal your neighbor's item? If you have love in your heart, would you commit adultery? If you have love love in your heart, would you disobey your parents if you love them? That's what Jesus was saying. See, all those, that shall not steal, that shall not kill, that shall not murder, that shall not commit adultery, that shall not do this. That, all those, that shall not, that shall not, it's a It's too much to be kept to heart. You only need to do one thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. If you walk in love, you will fulfill the laws. Because, you see, the terrible thing about the law, sir, is that, the Ten Commandments is that, when you break one of them, you have broken all. That's the reason why in the Old Testament they say that your righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. Because nobody can claim to be righteous. So if you say, oh, you know, um, I don't commit adultery, but, um, you know, I had stolen my neighbor's item before. In God's sight, you, you failed everything. In those thank God for Jesus coming out. See, in those days, if you broke one of them, that's the reason why every time there are like five categories of offerings: burnt offering, sin offering, peace offering, um, which one again? Uh, all sorts of offerings, you know, that Pastor Shane would have been feeding very fast <laughs> on, your, on your ram, your calves, your cats, you know, your animals, because you'll be bringing it to him. Listen, he just will not be the only one feeling so fat. Look at this small boy here. He'll be eating out of it. Go and study your Bible and understand what happened with Samuel, you know, and the Eli and the Eli's, Eli's children. I just want this lesson to come out this morning that, see, it is easy to walk in love. Church, and it is very, very easy to walk with the Lord. You only need Love. Don't commit those commandments in your head. It's too much. Otherwise, any attempt, if you feel, okay, so, Lord, thank you. Today, I did not lie. You begin to feel self-righteous. But yet, you see a prostitute down the road, and your heart begins to condemn them. Now, that's self-righteousness. And you are no, or even no longer worthy of the Lord. The consciousness of the law—it it is what elevates self-righteousness in man. So that's the reason why some will feel better than the other. And you don't have to. You don't have to because all the laws they've been fulfilled by love or in love. And that was why Jesus came. So the laws, the ten of them, or as many as you can think of, they are fulfilled in one thing in love. Are we all together this morning? Celebrate Jesus in this house. <laughs> So then, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 38 says, this is the first and great commandment. Are you getting it now? This is the first and great commandment. You see, one of the things, when the revelation of this that I'm teaching to you right now, you know, hit me many years ago. It liberated my soul. It liberated my soul. It made me so free. I could understand and relate better to Romans number 8, verse number 1, when Apostle Paul, in the letter to the church in Rome, was declaring, he now there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Those who walk after in the spirit, not after the flesh. You see, you understand better, because you'll be free, because love is very liberating. This Christian walk is not hard. You need just one thing to be able to walk it love. You know, I I was teaching yesterday during the minister's conference, and I was saying that in the New Testament, everything and anything you do must be what? Those of you who were in that session must be what? Must be motivated by love. You want to give offering, you want to tithe, it must be by love. You want to serve in the Lord's house, it must be by love. You want to show up in the Lord's presence must be by love. Anything done in the New Testament without love being the motivation, you know, it is incomplete and totally unacceptable. Jesus says, This is the first and great commandment. You would have expected him to stop at that, he did not. Then he took us to the theme 39. He says, And the second is like it. Like how, you may say? Like the first. What does the first say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He says, and the second is like it. He says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Because Jesus knew that when you begin to walk in love with him, when you understand, according to also Deuteronomy chapter number 6 from verse number 5, Loving the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, the capacity to become a love being would be imparted into you. And then you would then have the opportunity and the privilege to then being able to love others. See, I know without a doubt that we live in a society where many people are struggling with love. People commit, um, you know, suicide. They, you know, they all sorts of things happen simply because they are not able to understand, you know, to, 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 to sense the love of man. But you see, it is not hard. The challenge, though, is that you cannot give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Listen. You may want to take this down. You see, love... Is first a noun before a verb. Did you get that? Love is first a noun before a verb. You know, we say love is an action word. I agree with that. But you see, you must understand that love is first a noun before a verb. What do I mean by that? Love is first a person before an action. Love is first a person before an action. Love is first a person before an action. First John chapter number four verse eight. First John chapter number four verse eight. Bible tells us, John tells us in that scripture, and it was very, very explicit. Let me read it to you. First John chapter number four, verse number verse number eight. Or let's start even from verse number seven. First John chapter number four from verse number seven. Beloved, let us love one another. He says, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Take a look at verse number 8. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Can you see that? The one who lacks the capacity to love just does not know God. Meaning that The people who have not accepted and confessed the lordship of Jesus or walking in the realities, you know, of the powers and the graces made available by the Lord himself, it's simply because they do not know God. See, this love I'm teaching this morning, it's not the errors, not the, you know, the husband, wife, the boyfriend, girlfriend. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about pure, true, undiluted love. Real. The God kind of love. That's what I'm talking about this morning. He says, he who does not love does not know God. He says, because God is love. And that's why I could tell you that you cannot give what you don't have. So the world is in a chaotic state right now simply because of the absence of love. Do you know all the nonsense going on in the world today, there is only one solution. That solution is love. It's not money. No, it's not money. Um, what do you call these guys? These um, guys. These guys that postulate and, you know, economic realities, uh, World Economic Forum and all of all those guys, they have um, 2025 World Economic Goal. They really don't understand. Because you can have all those World Economic Goal and still, if you do not have love, chaos will still remain. So the only thing that has the capacity to eradicate all the nonsense going on across the face of the earth is love. And until the world, the entirety of the world understands that love is first a noun before a verb, there can be no freedom. That is why the world is in such a chaotic state today. I woke up this morning tuning in my hotel room, you know, the TV, and I, you know, just meditating and, um, I, you know, reduced the volume and I have CNN just displaying. Then on the screen, I saw something about Dallas shooting. And in my mind, I, I was like, for how long will all this nonsense continue? But you see, it will continue until the entirety of the world comes to the consciousness of the fact that what the world needs is love. And that love is the person. And that God is love. Bible says he who does not love does not know God. Because God is love. Meaning that when you then know God, you have the capacity to begin to walk in love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor just as you love yourself. Verse 40 then says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Can you see now? Can you see? Can you see? Loving the Lord your God. He did not say, you know, Jesus did not teach how to love yourself. Because loving yourself is found in loving him. You didn't catch that. He told you how to love your neighbor and how to love him, but he did not tell you how to love yourself. See, as believers, we've been caught to a sacrificial life, life devoid of us, life that runs and pants after God and humanity, not us. And until all of us, everyone named by the name of the Lord, who is genuinely born again, or, you know, has confessed the lordship of Jesus, we also realize this. Things would also not change. He didn't teach you how to love yourself. Because he knew that if you would love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, you will find yourself. You would receive the capacity to walk in love. Then you can then begin to also extend the same love you know, to others, to your neighbor, which actually is the second of the commandment. So then, very quickly this morning, how then do you do this? Since our focus is on our neighbors, how then do we do it? Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Or, let's even begin. Why must you express this love? Why must you seek after the second Why must you seek after your neighbor? Number one, it is a command. Jesus commands that that is what we should do. When Jesus was on earth, he did not live his life for himself, he lived it for humanity, he lived it for others. See, that's the reason why Paul in that letter to the church in Galatia, Galatians chapter number 2 from verse number 18 to 20 could declare, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. He says, yet not I. He says, but Christ lives in me. He says, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Listen, every believer to fully run with, it, with this the second, you, you would lose. Your, you would have to lose yourself. That you have the second does not mean you are the first. Jesus is the first. You are not even the second. The second is your neighbor. See, I can spend the whole day on just this teaching. Out of a sense of modesty, I've done a number of teachings on it. PS will tell you, I have this Bible teaching conferences that I hold in seasons of the year. The last that we held was in summer. I call it deeper. It's just a Bible teaching conference, full day. We stream it online too, but you have to register. It's free. I don't charge for it. It's just a day you come into the Lord's house. You come as a Bible student with a pen and your paper and your notepad. You sit down be taught the basics of God's word and the reality of life. In summer edition, I was teaching them the Greek word agapao. Agapao is, you know, there is agape. Agape is noun. That is the name for love, right? The God kind of love. Agapao is love in action. The Thou shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. That love in Matthew chapter number twenty-two is not agape. It is agapao. Agapao means love. In action, love expressed. Some think they have the love, but they don't express it. Listen, the proof that you've got the love of the Lord in your heart is actually in the expression of it. Love not shared, love not expressed is not love. Even if you take it down to Betty, you know, and Demeji, for example, She cannot be claiming he loves, she loves, you know, Demeji and all of that, without showing it. Love not shared is not love. So why must you? It's a command. It's a command. You are not the second. As a matter of fact, in the grand scheme of things, you're not even featuring. Because your desire as a New Testament believer is not for you to be seen. It is for Christ to be seen. That was why in 1 Corinthians number 2, I quoted this yesterday too. Paul speaking to the church in Corinth said to them, when I came to you, I did not come in the excellence of speech, nor the wisdom of man. He says, I came to declare to you the counsel of the Lord. He says, because I desire that no man be known, be seen among you, except Christ and him crucified. Meaning that part time when I show up, I do not want to be seen. I want Jesus to be seen. Did you hear the counselor was giving your pastors? Huh? They are not the first, they are not the second. In this grand scheme of things, as far as Believer's House is concerned, and God's plans and purpose for this life, for this ministry, they do not feature. Their own lives will be taken care of. Their responsibility is to God and to you that God has sent their ways. When was I sharing about Matthew chapter number 6, verse 33? That was also yesterday, right? Matthew 6, verse three. If you missed, you know, that leaders' conference yesterday, you need to get to YouTube, you know, and go and watch it. Jesus speaking in there to declare, say, see, the birds of the air, the lilies of the field, they have nothing. they have no parent, they have no father, they have no whatever, yet they are being clothed. He says, if I look after those ones that way, how much more you created and fashioned in my own image? After my own likeness, oh, you of little faith. He says, don't pursue what to eat. Don't pursue what to drink. Don't pursue where to lay your your head. He says, pursue this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Go through the scripture, the New Testament specifically. There is nothing in there that tells a believer or that tells a believer, you know, on what to be doing with their own life. Everything points to Jesus and points to the rest of the people. If you find anything in there that tells you about your own life, it will be to just you know engrace you so that you would know how to impart what you will carry in you onto other people. First Corinthians chapter number nine from verse number six. Paul speaking. I quoted this also yesterday. Necessity is laid upon me to preach in this gospel. He says, Woe be me if I do not do it. That is how the second can be fulfilled. When you do the things you are doing not to be seen, not for fame, not to have received the applause of PS or PD. Look at that sister Emily over there, you know, standing at the door. I'm very, very observant. Since Friday, or third, you know, that I landed here, Friday session, Saturday session, she's always been there. Now, part time, she needs to always ask herself, why is she standing there? This beautiful couple, you know, will be here leading us in worship. They need to consistently ask themselves, why are they doing what they're doing? Every believer must loo- lose themselves. Until you do that, you cannot give up. Because Jesus had to lose himself for you to receive the life. Except a son of wheat, f- uh, you can't fall to the ground and die. <laughs> the Bible says it abides alone. Until he dies, he does not, you know, reproduce any fruit. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. (coughs) So express it because we've been commanded to. Express it because you have it. You have the love. Anyone who's accepted the lordship of Jesus, who is genuinely born again. See, as long as you have the spirit of the Lord in you, you've got the love of the father. Romans number five from verse number five. The love of the Lord has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. And this is the love that just seeks after being better. Helping the word. Propagating the gospel of Christ. Letting the world know by our own conduct. You know that the world can indeed be a better place. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Sir, are you a student? No, you're working. You're working right now. Amen. And you're married, right? No. how long have you, please stand up sorry, I'm sorry to bother you okay, how long have you been at the place where you are about five months, are you enjoying it you love it Okay. so what if I tell you that what you have is Ishmael and Isaac is coming is that too deep for you to comprehend what's your name sir glory to God. So what you have is Ishmael. And Isaac is coming. You need to be a student of the Bible to understand that a little bit. So let me help you a little bit. When Abraham had Ishmael, he was content. As a matter of fact, he said to God, now I'm fulfilled, I'm good. The Lord said, No, (laughs) the promise is still coming. Isaac said, no, 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 no. Just let Ishmael leave. That's that's all. But the blessings that we're enjoying today is not flowing from Ishmael. It's flowing from Isaac. What you have is Ishmael, expect Isaac. So you'd have to launch out into the deep. I'm simply saying to you, to put it in plain language, that what you have is the least you'd have. And I'm saying to you that there are so many, there are more things the Lord wants to do with you especially as touching your career or your academics that was what i heard that was why i asked you first if you're if you're a student all right do you receive that let it be unto you in the name of jesus Mm -hmm. amen hallelujah glory to god hallelujah so how do you express this love how do you do this number one how do you become the second believe it what do i mean by believe it believe that love is a person That's to say, believe that love is God. How to become the second? Number two, become it. Believe love. Then become love. Because you cannot give what you don't have. Become a love giving life. When you meet people, let it be genuine. Let it be without deceit. When we're welcoming people to church and we say we celebrate you, welcome to Believer's House, let it be true. Let it not be lip service. You know, I still keep seeing you, miboku uh, I'm trying to focus on my teaching, but come. Can I lay hands on you? Please come. Do you worship here? No, okay. You're, you're, you're visiting. He's supposed to be worshiping here. You should make this your home, okay? If you do not have a home church where you're committed and you're currently serving. All right? Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, thank you for your son. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I lay my hand upon you in the name of Jesus, and I declare the fullness of all that God has for you. Enter into that season of the fulfillment. Clarity. Soundness of mind. Clarity of thought. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every obstruction in your path, everything is cleared. Become the man that God desires for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see your parents praying over you. You know, especially your mother. And I declare in the name of Jesus, every word she's ever declared over your life. Let them find expressions. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I rebuke loneliness, anxiety. In the name of Jesus. Yes, now I got it. Your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, and this is the way, walking in it. Alright? Shalom. I think that's that's Isaiah chapter number 30, 21. I should think. I think that's your word. Okay. So how to become the second? Believe it. Become it. Then number three, behave it. If you have it, say, love is not meant to be kept. You don't reserve love in the cooler. It's not jollof rice, or it's not. Is there any meal here, uh, PD, You know that they put in cooler pasta. pasta. Do they put it in cooler? He does not go into the cooler. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh let me see. Farmer's wrap does not even go into cola. Because by the time they are giving it to you, it's already cold. But again, it's not jollof rice. <laughs> oh, okay? You don't. Yes, darling. You don't, you don't, you don't call by it. love not shared. It is not a love. I cannot be claiming I love you, I love you, I love you without expressing it. The Lord loves us so much, He released His only precious son unto us. How many of us also know as I begin to bring the teaching to a close so that we go into ministration that love is the greatest tool of evangelism in the world. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Did you hear me? They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Did you know that you cannot truly win a soul? A little baby, Tammy, for example, you cannot win her to Christ except your heart is indeed full of God's love for her. That's the reason why you find preachers, pastors, evangelists, anyone who is genuinely called of the Lord and born again, they have a burden in their heart for people, for others. They just want to be a blessing to the people. They are looking for someone to declare unto. They are looking for ways to help. When they see someone not walking in the path of the Lord, they don't condemn them. There is this saying I saw some years ago. He says, um, every saint has a past. He says, and that is why there is a hope for the sinner. You know, those of you, or some of you may be Georginas. You know, Georginas, You can judge anything. Someone, you know, in our church back there in Regina, I had this son of mine who would come to church with um, studs in his ears, And people were expecting me to condemn him. I said, no. No. No, I won't. See, there are certain ways, there are certain things we can do that actually doesn't stop the flow of the Lord in our hearts or in our lives. But it can restrict and limit our capacity to reach in the second that's why, as ministers, you cannot afford to dress just anyhow. If I put a hat on and I face it this other way, then I'm wearing, you know, shredded shirt, shredded jean, with a blink, maybe 30 billion gang, you know, boldly, <laughs> you know, on here, for example. Listen, it doesn't stop my capacity from flowing in the spirit. I will lay hands on you. You'll still be imparted. you still fall under the anointing. The challenge there is that I'll see someone, I want to minister Christ to them, and their heart is condemned even before I open my mouth. That's the reason why we don't do certain things the way the people of the world will do them. Because it will restrict, you know, the kind of people we are able to reach. So when I see them like that sometimes show up in our ministry, I just tell them, oh, you know, I, you know, I love your thought. Would you get Pastor one? Just get Peter one of all these things, right? The other guy, one of the days, when he was sharing his own testimonies, He said, when I said I wanted one, he said he was really serious about getting me one. (laughs) So he was on his way home, then he occurred to him, hmm, this guy must have used wisdom on me. He came to church the following Sunday, testifying. He never went back to start. Don't condemn the second. They don't need your condemnation. What they need is your love. Did you hear me? What they need is not your condemnation. What a need is your love. That was why I went the route of the laws first. So that if you feel you're too righteous, you're too holy by all standards, you are counting one to ten, law one, law two, that shall not kill, that shall not do this, that shall not do that. And you are rating yourself, oh, you know this week was very great. I had five over ten. That's bad the that? dash. That's bad that? Inability to fulfill all the ten is a proof of the absence of love in your heart. And the second can never be reached, except your heart is full of love. Did you know it takes nothing, costs nothing for this ministry to multiply? Did you know that? All you need to do is just to be consistent in service. Then take it upon yourself. Each service days, meeting days, if truly the Lord is blessing you in this house, then you look for at least one person, at least one person, and bring to church. Just one person, if there are only six people who are members of this church, to multiply, to move to times 100, just six people bring in one, one person. If the six people bring that own one person, then they become 12. The 12, you two just go, even if not in a total, in a full month, let's say in two months, commit to just one person. And you cannot tell me that there is isn't one person. You are here right now, some of you have roommates who are snoring in their rooms, who are not going anywhere. Drag them into the Lord's presence. That's how a church grows. That's how to reach the second. I can count the number of times I've gone out on evangelism, you know, and God used me to heal people of all manners of sicknesses and cancer, barrenness, all sorts of things. And then they'll come to church and then begin to share it about how they get to meet me. Or a friend just inviting them to church. And I will stand on the altar, like a pastor said. I'll say, stay planted in this ministry minimum of three months. And keep practicing everything being shared on this altar. If in three months, the way you're raising the things you think about, your outward to life, your outlook to life is not changing. I say, go look for another place. Mm -hmm. In less than one month, they begin to say they're not going anywhere else again. This is where they want to be. Because the heart is there. It is pure. It is true you know, for the second. So what's your own plan on reaching the second? There is no the third. Just like I told you, in the grand scheme of things, you do not feature. Neither do I feature. This that I'm doing this morning, I'm not doing it for anything, but for the first and the second. This time around, the second is you guys. There is no the third, because the third, or what should have been the third, is dead. The third is actually hidden in the first. You get that? The third is actually hidden in the first. So when the first is solid, the third is there. Then we pursue the second. Romans chapter number 10. And I bring the teaching to a close with that. Romans chapter number 10. I want to share with you, see, the imperatives, you know, of pursuing after lost souls. And this is not just about pursuing after lost souls, but going after people and having them planted in a ministry that is of the Lord. You know, the light is good. The lights are good. The glitz of beautiful edifices are good. Great worship leaders they are good. Fantastic instrumentality, they are good. Do you know all that does not compare to a church focused on the teaching of the word? Did you know that? Did you know that? All that does not, fo- does, does, does not compare in any way to a church committed to the teaching of the word. You know, P.S. was sharing about the ark, which is our facility that the Lord blessed us with. Actually, it was just dedicated to the Lord, you know, just last week. By all standard, I say this under God and to the glory of God. By all standard, it is world class. That's to sound, to ambience, to everything, it is world class. But you know the truth? We did not get there yesterday. We were like this. In fact, you guys are better. You even have a, this is a sub, right? This is a subwoofer. You have a subwoofer. You have one, two, you have three screens. You are so blessed. You all are so, you are so blessed. You're too blessed, actually. I went to the back on Friday when I got here. Pierce was showing me all the gadgets. Ah, you're so. My phone was a video recorder, sir. You remember, right? My phone, my phone was a S8, Samsung S8. No, S8 (laughs) Plus. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. I'm not talking many years ago. I'm talking just about two, three years ago. I'm talking two, three years ago. That is now the same ministry. Is it possible for them to look for maybe on IG or something, if they can? I just want to inspire someone's faith. If they can, maybe on IG or something, look for maybe one of our reels, you know, and just display on the screen. It doesn't have to come with a sound. They need to run after the second. They need to run after the second understanding that you are hidden in the first. So there is no you. There is only God. And you continue to pursue Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter number 10. Romans chapter number 10. Let me start reading from verse number 9. Actually from verse number 8. Romans 10 from verse number 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Nine, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse number 10, look at what verse number 10 says. Verse 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is where I'm going. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him, whoever believes on him, that regardless of the color of the skins and all of that, whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. He says, "For th- when you find, let me know, so I'll let you know once you display." It. Whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. Twelve says, "For there is no distinction between the Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him." For the same Lord is what He is rich unto all who call upon Him. 13. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that is the ark. Is this YouTube? I'm trying to see if it is possible to look at that. Is his expressions of our music ministry? Should I tell you the truth, Believers House? That was the first time of wearing a robe. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, now hold on. You see, these people here, aside from that lady over there, and maybe this other two, I have about seven, eight choir members. They've never sung in their lives. I mean, they were rookie, never served in any ministry. They have the voice never trained. Can you move all... If you can do IG and just find something, maybe that will be better. Look at, these are monitors, right? These are stage monitors. There are six of them on this stage. This was a church three years ago that couldn't boast of a subwoofer or a monitor. But when your heart is right, you understand the essence of your existence. You keep pursuing the second. You see what God will make available for you. Actually, okay, this is, a, this is the facility God's blessed us with. This is just a half of it. This warehouse is the main sanctuary. You have additional 4,000 square feet in front, full of offices which were converted to children's place. Look at me, that was me. Listen, you must be engulfed by the, by the, by, by the father's business. You must be engulfed. It is the essence of life. See, that was me. That was my wife at the, at the corner over there. If you see the way she was praying, you would understand. Look at. So, it was when we tore down everything in that place, take a look at. This is actually what it looks like right now. Look at. Look at. This actually. Please go back to that, sir. That was the 3D of what it should look like, and that's actually what it looks like. maybe you can leave it to continue to play take a look at it now has a mezzanine this that they are constructing you will see later on you know it's a mezzanine a gallery I understand my assignment and my purpose in life it is to pursue the first and the second I'm not sandwiched in between the both of them I'm hidden in the first Christ is in me I'm in Christ He's the hope of glory that is in me. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. When you understand this, your life will take a new shape. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You see, I've never prayed in my life in the past, say, like 10 years for money, for car, for all those ephemeral things. and Never. 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 This is what I do. I pray for the advancement of the kingdom. I hate it seeing someone afflicted of the devil. He does something in me. Declare over their lives and declare them free and the Lord confirms the word. That is what I do. Look at that. At that point the mezzanine was already up. There is a video, there should be a video on IG. I want to see if I can. I'm not sure they posted it. This is not true. I mean, this is a ministry and this is your adversary. And what God does for one, he's able to do for another. And I'm sharing all of all these things again to letting you all understand that God is able to make all grace abound. There is a video on our YouTube channel, Pastor, if you want to look for that. it says, Reverend Albert is teaching us about worship. It's on our YouTube. Is this from YouTube? So check that YouTube video too. Reverend Abba teaching about worship. The other one I was looking for was not posted. That way, you would have perhaps been able to see it better. When we started this, you said, oh no, it's never going to be possible. I said it yesterday and on Friday. I'd rather keep pursuing the Father's business and fail at it, which I know I cannot fail, than succeed on my own way. I'm trying to steer something up in you. Did you know that when your heart is right and that which you desire is good for you, did you know that God desires to give you that desire of your heart much more than you desire to have the desire of your heart? Did you know that? Because many people feel that God struggles with us and does not want to give us that which we desire. If that which is in your heart that you desire is good for you and if your motive for desiring it is right because sometimes our motives are very, very wrong. Our motives are very wrong. That's why sometimes you don't get what you desire. The children of Israel went to meet God. Say, give us king. The Lord said, no, I want to be the king over you guys. They said, no, we want to be like the rest of the world. Give us king because we want to be like the rest of the world. Take a look at. This was me on Sunday. Those of you were in church yesterday during the first, seven, I mean, during the leaders' conference. I was sharing about the woman who gave me a card and a pin and asked me to be shopping, that was the woman. Yours may not be, you know, church. Building. It may be your career. Why do you desire the promotion? If it's not for because of the first, because of the second, then that motive is faulty. And if it's for the second, huh? because we pursue the second, not because of the second, we pursue the second for the sake of the first. Hallelujah. So we go after the second not to show forth, not to show off, not to brag upon the second. We pursue the second because the the first needs the second. Rise up on your feet this afternoon. Sometimes we struggle. Struggle with Ability to forgive. Struggle to love. And one of the things we really do not put in mind is that the Holy Spirit is the capacitator for love. Without Him, you cannot walk in love. Without Him, you cannot pursue after the second. Without the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot. You cannot, you cannot. That's why I'd like you to pray this morning. And I'd like you to just declare, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh with the spirit of love. Engrace me with capacity to love, to loving the Lord, my God, with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind, and to running after the second I received that grace this morning. I received that capacity this morning. Holy Spirit, engrace me. The love of the Father has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. That's what the word of the Lord says. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. Meaning, he is the baptizer of the graceful love. You can't. It doesn't matter how much you try. You will see certain people, you know they are not safe, but they will be disgusting to you. But when you have the Spirit of the Lord in you, when the Spirit capacitates you, He energizes you to see beyond their flaws. You will see someone smoking. You will have the courage and the love in your heart to walk up to that person and begin to share about Jesus with them. You will see someone, you know, at the very heart of adultery. You will no longer want to condemn them. You begin to think about what the, what the first thinks about them. Holy Spirit, engrace me. Holy Spirit, capacitate me. Holy Spirit, capacitate me. Holy Spirit, engrace me. Holy Spirit, capacitate me. If you are gifted with the gift of tongues, can you pray in the Spirit right now? Pray in all the tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost, though cry on the spirit of the living god i cannot love without your help i cannot love without your grace i cannot love without your power holy spirit fill me up give me the capacity to walk in love i break free from bitterness I break free from offense. I break free from anger. I break free from lukewarmness. I receive the capacity to walk in love. I receive the grace to walk in love. I receive the grace to walk in love. Bible says he who does not love does not know God because God is love. No one can have the love of the Father except by the help of the Holy Spirit. And so declare this afternoon, O Spirit of the living God, I yield my all unto you. I yield my all unto you this morning. Fill me up. Fill me up. Give me a thirst for soul. A thirst for soul. A thirst for soul. A thirst for souls. Capacity to going out, hunting after lost souls, hunting after the second, I receive that grace. I receive that grace in the name of Jesus to run after the second. I receive that grace in the mighty name of Jesus. I receive the grace to run after the second. I receive the grace to run after the second in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Believer's House. We hope you've been blessed. Please visit us at www.believershouse.church for more information about our church or to send us your questions, comments, and feedback. We hope to see you again soon.